Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. And we are back with GSU ENI Radio, broadcasting live from Georgia State's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. Lee, we got two solid episodes under our belt, but I think this might be the highlight of the day. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Simha Magal. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys? We are doing great. Um, before we get too far into things, can you tell us just kind of in general terms, um, tell us about information systems and you are talking about the masters of science in information systems. Yeah. Um, information systems uh, in the business school uh, focuses on the application of technology in organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a spectrum, a range of uh, definitions. Some of them are very technical. Those tend to be engineering, computer science, where they build the technologies. Mm-hmm. In the business school, we take those technologies and apply them to solve problems. And then um, we're here to talk about kind of the program in general for the I guess the students have completed their bachelor's and are now looking for a master's. Correct. Uh, the, the program that um, I'm with is the Master of Science in Information Systems. Uh, it is aimed at people with some work experience, uh, although not every one of our students has work experience. Uh, and it's uh, we have a broad range of backgrounds among our students. Some of them have IT backgrounds, some of them don't. And the idea is to uh, educate them about processes in organizations and how technology is used to support those processes at operational levels, at the analytic levels, as well as um, cybersecurity. Now, is this a degree that when you leave with this kind of degree, is there a lot of opportunity that's associated with this? There are tremendous opportunities. Uh, In fact, the latest statistics for employment for our graduates, this is for a year ago, August. We don't have the statistics for last year. It's 100% employment. Wow. Uh, With an asterisk, it's 100% for those who are seeking employment. Some of them went on to... PhD programs and such, right. so those are not uh, included. But the demand is there. There's a tremendous demand for people who can take technologies and apply them to solve problems. Now, um, from the student standpoint, when they're going through the progr- program, is this something that is a lot of theory, or are you partnering with actual businesses to put real-life business cases in front of them so they're learning kind of in real-time, real-life Problem. That's a very good question. Um, our department, the CIS department in the Robinson College, is ranked among the, the top in the world in research. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the students do get some very theoretical, conceptual knowledge. But the program is deliberately very applied. Almost every class has, an, has a hands-on component. And in recent years, we have added specific classes that uh, take that applied philosophy to a greater depth. So by the time they come out of the program, they they know the concepts and theories really well, but they also know a lot of different technologies uh, to the extent that they get certified in several of them. So it's it's also a very applied degree. 
So now how does it work when you work with, uh, do you ever work with businesses and say, look, this is a, the business comes to you and maybe you work together and say, look, I got this problem. I'd love for your students to kind of play around with it. And then you're like, well, you know, maybe that's out of the scope. Maybe they can do this aspect. Like how does that conversation work when you're partnering with a, um, you know, an enterprise business? Sure. <clears throat> so uh, we have a particular course called the experience course. And it's a project class. And we try to bring in real problems from companies uh, and give it to the students to address. Uh, I'm teaching a class that starts this week, for example, and I have two projects, one from Dell Corporation uh, or Dell Technologies is the correct name, and then one from Carter's, which is a local company. Mm -hmm. And the students will spend the next eight weeks uh, using a variety of techniques and technologies to come up with a solution for their for the uh, challenges that these companies offer, uh, we do that as much as we can, and we'd we'd love to have more companies come and partner with us uh, to get proof of concept uh, prototypes. For uh, so so, walk me through that conversation you're having with the business to develop what would be an eight week program for you right. to, as the curriculum for the class for the students, like. Do you help kind of shape it or do they say, look, I want to know if this works or doesn't work or like, like, what is that? What does the scope of the, the work look like so you can deliver back in the eight weeks something that's yeah. valuable? So it, it varies depending on the company and, and, and the project and so on. But typically, uh, they'll come to us and say, we would like, uh, we, we're dealing with this challenge or we're dealing with this problem. And we'd like to understand better how this technology can help us address this. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, you know, we've heard of this new technology, for example, blockchain. Right. And say, we, wouldn't, we want to find out how that technology is relevant to our organization. Mm -hmm. And so the students will do, uh, do some research, do some hands-on stuff, and come up with uh, a prototype. Now, we are very clear that this is not something that's going to be turnkey, Right, where here it is, and you turn it on, right. and it works. <laughs> right, it's an eight-week project, and so we will scope it out, and we'll define what we can deliver in those eight weeks, and it's going to be substantial. It's something that the company can then take. Uh, they've learned a lot about the technology and the problem. Our students have learned a lot, and then it's up to the company how they uh, go with it. Now, has there ever been situations where after that? Maybe the company goes, you know what, the person that did a lot of work on this, maybe we'll recruit them to our company. Exactly, yeah. So you've this, seen that happen? Yes, this is a great opportunity for both the companies and our, and our graduates mm -hmm. uh, to to find a, find a fit there. Our, our students do get hired out of this. Now, when you're working on a project like that on behalf of a company, does the professor have to kind of outline how it works or is it in the hands of the students to kind of figure everything out? Uh, we give them some parameters. You have to. Okay? Mm -hmm. we, uh, for example, in the class I'm teaching right now, they have very specific deliverables every week uh, to make sure that they're on track to deliver what, uh, what we agreed to deliver. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do give them um, like a direction. lot of guidance. Yeah, a Good. lot of direction, a lot of guidance. Uh, we give them templates. Uh, we give them, uh, you know, what exactly they ex they should be delivering every week. Mm -hmm. And we we welcome the corporate partners to participate in those presentations. Oh, so sometimes they show up maybe during the course of that eight weeks to 
give them more feedback, maybe answer some questions and give them more guidance. Correct. Yeah. And again, it depends on the project, depends right. on and the professor and so on. Uh, but the the companies can send, uh, and for again, taking the example of the class I'm doing now, uh, we will we have a mechanism for them to participate online. Uh, we'll record the presentations and send it to them. But that feedback from the companies is essential. Right. Otherwise, it'll be, here's what we think you need. Right. We're, we just guessed. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. So the more um, kind of cooperative and collaborative it is, the better result for everybody. Yes. So now, um, are there any uh, other aspects of this program that's different than maybe some of the other programs around town? Uh, yes, and not just around town, around the country, around actually. The country. Yeah, I already mentioned our faculty are number one in the world in research. Uh, that has a lot of value. Um, <clears throat> we have, uh, let me just look up some of my notes here. Um, so we are a top-ranked program. The right. U.S. News and World Report, for example, uh, sends out or releases rankings every year, and we were uh, ranked number eight among public schools for uh, Master of Science and in Information Systems programs. And we've had pretty high rankings uh, for a long time. Uh, we are, we have some educational opportunities that very few, if any, other universities offer. We have boot camps almost every weekend. And what uh, is a boot camp? A boot camp is an opportunity for us to bring in uh, leading experts in the world on a particular topic, for example, blockchain, or bring in some new and emerging technologies like uh, robotic process automation and you know uh, or low code application development and these are things that we haven't yet incorporated into our classes but we think they are important for our students to know so we offer boot camps on technologies and concepts like we had one uh, last weekend on design thinking which is a very powerful tool for designing uh, applications uh, and so are these required or these are things that are just like, can anybody show up for these or you have well, to be a student or go through the master's program? Yeah. These are for the students in the MSIS program. Right, so only for them, but they're kind of specialized outside of the scope of maybe the degree part, but it's the knowledge and information part. Correct. These are optional for them, but right. they, you know, why wouldn't you take advantage exactly. of it? Right. And the, the thing is it, it, there's no additional cost to them. Oh, that's we, we, all cover, we cover wow. the cost of it. Uh, the, I mean, there are some exceptions. We won't get into the detail, but by and large, there there's no cost to the students. And in and many it's of these... just a weekend? Like they just go in there for... So it depends. Uh, typically, there are one or two days in the weekend, but we mm -hmm. do have one that's two weeks long. Right. Um, and, and many of these lead, lead to certifications, which oh, are so nice Oh, so you can get a certification at the end of the boot camp? Many of them lead wow. to that. Yeah, at least they prepare them for it. Mm -hmm. And now it's up to them if they so want then to go follow the through. test. Right. Yeah. So that's an amazing opportunity. It is. And those are, I, I don't think there are many other universities that offer those at least at no cost. Now, is this something that you're trying to attract the Georgia students into and Georgia State specifically, or is this open to anybody in the country or getting students from outside of the, the Georgia? It's open to anyone. Um, we have a large international population, uh, but we, we're trying to actively recruit students from within the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then are, are the bulk of the students primarily Georgia State grads that are just continuing their education, or is it more no, diverse than that? No, it's, it's, uh, it's more diverse than that. 
looking at our own undergraduate students, you know, they're also getting a, an information systems degree uh, from a top-rated school, and so right. they get jobs. Right. And it's hard to convince them not to take that job and go to school for right, another for year. another couple of years, right. Actually, it's a one-year it's a program. One year program. That's another very mm-hmm. distinctive feature of our program. Most similar programs oh, are two years at least, one right? and a half to two right. years. Now, um, so what are the requirements for admission? So they have to have a bachelor's degree. Uh, it doesn't have to be in information systems or technology. As I said, we have many students with, with different backgrounds. Uh, we would like some work experience, but it's not an essential uh, requirement. It just depends on the complete package. Uh, we we uh, expect them to do well in the t- uh, standardized tests like GRE and sure. GMAT. Uh, we expect a good, uh, good strong GPA in their undergraduate uh, program. And there are no minimums necessarily. We look at the whole thing holistically. So one candidate may have a very strong GRE, which is one of the uh, standardized tests, but they may not have much work experience. On the other hand, somebody may have a weaker test score, but they have other things in their uh, in their application that that uh, uh, that are strong. Uh, ultimately, we are trying to figure out will this person succeed in our program? Right. And and because of the nature of the program, one year, and it's not that we're doing it less. We just it's packed. Fitting it in, and, right? <laughs> and then you got boot camps, right? So it's a very very intense program, but you're done in one year, and so you have to be. We we have to make the judgment. Will you succeed in this program? Right. It's a more of a mindset, right? It is than it is. Yeah, you come come into the program and say, for one year, I'm, I'm going to focus. I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to get exactly. it done. Then yeah. you have a shot. Yep. Now, for you, um, any stories you can share about students that have gone on to uh, bigger and better things uh, after going through the program? Anybody that stands out for you? Um. There are many of the of sure. our students. I wish I could have brought a few with me, but um, perhaps another time. Uh, but we have a lot of students who do really well, and by that I mean they they get opportunities at some very well known organizations. Like, what are some of the the companies that have hired out of this program? Yeah, many of the consulting companies, Deloitte, PwC. Uh, many of our big companies in in Atlanta, like Coca Cola, Carter's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Home Depot. So and most of our students want to go to these big companies, but many of them prefer to go to smaller companies that are a little bit more nimble and agile, perhaps, or even startup companies. Uh, we have a large list of companies that uh, com- our students have gone to. Sure, I'm sure it's the yeah. who of companies. Exactly. The, they, and, and this is Atlanta, right? I mean, right. there's so many opportunities to engage with the local community that if you come to our program and do what we expect you to do, it's and you don't get an opportunity in town, then you're not doing something right. Right. There, there's plenty of opportunity, and and the the business community is growing so much in the yeah. metro Atlanta area. Yeah. And we have a number of uh, units within the college that support the students. Uh, we have a whole career uh, advancement center within the Robinson College. Which is unusual because typically it's at the university level, and right. we have one at you have the university. That there as well, but the Robinson College uh, Career Advancement Center focuses on our students. On yeah, they have career coaches. They 
uh, do resume reviews, mock interviews, and a whole bunch of others other things to prepare the students for um, for those job interviews. Now, how do you kind of stay up to date with all the changes? Because I would imagine that that job never ends, that, you know, every six months or less, there's something new that would be good to fit into the program. Yes, that's, uh, that's one of the hardest things to do as a professor in this discipline. Uh, and one of the things we do is those boot camps, mm-hmm. right? This and gives you kind of a way to at least test the waters to say, hey, is this something maybe we should go a little deeper on this subject? Correct. And and we do that. uh, I will bring in some experts on a particular topic and sit in and, you know, understand that a little deeper, put it in my classes the next next semester. So it's that nimble to be able to make those kind of adjustments that quickly? Yeah, we have courses specifically designed to be uh, evolving very rapidly. Uh, there's one course called Emerging Technologies. Well, that That's changes. Just built in the name. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And I've had students uh, who've graduated who hear about what we are teaching in it, and they'll say, well, why didn't you do that when well, I, I was there? I was just there? here two years ago. Yeah. Why was that when I was there? Right. Yeah, exactly. So it, so it evolves quite rapidly. Now, in in your kind of career, have you seen the, this kind of speed of change that's occurring nowadays. It must be faster today, it's I would faster. imagine, than it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, it is so fast. In fact, one of the philosophies I have is, yeah, we do teach a lot of technologies, specific ones, but that's not the focus, all right? It's, it's the technologies will change, and we want to teach our students how to apply whatever technology to address the business challenges, mm-hmm. So today it could be technology X, tomorrow it will be technology Y, but our students are prepared to shift to that new technology. That's the focus. Is to be have kind of that, um, the ability to change with the times rather than saying, look, I already learned that, I'm done learning. Right. It, you can't be that person anymore, You right? cannot, yeah. You, you have, have to, to be, be a lifelong learner. Exactly, exactly. And, and now that's, that's, is that something that um, at the... Robinson College of Business, is that something that is just kind of pounded into their heads is this is not um, something that you're you're ever done doing. This is, learning is a part of your life now and that, that things are changing too rapidly that you can't kind of be ever done if you want to have a career. Correct. Yeah. Being a lifelong learner is is embedded into what we do and that's what we try to teach our students because as you said, in six months, the technology we specifically introduce may may become obsolete. Right, and you have to be able to, I don't want to say abandon it, but at least kind of tweak your learning to adjust to the new way. You have to evolve, it. yes. Right. Yeah, and even the technology that we introduce, it will change right, right? with more features and capabilities. Um, what is the hardest part for students to really wrap their head around when it comes to information sciences? Is that uh, information systems? Like what is the, do you see them making kind of similar mistakes? Yeah. So it's the application that's important, not the technology itself. It's just a tool, right? And uh, it's easy to teach a tool. So I can teach about a particular technology in terms of how to do something. Right, do these 14 things and then you got it, right? What's more important is why is this important? Why are we doing this? And how does this solve a problem, right? And that's the part that's harder for many students uh, to grasp, especially students that with less work experience. 
really? you can see the difference between people who worked a little longer and those that have not and how they approach a problem. Uh, you can see the difference. Um, it may be perhaps is a level of maturity uh, thing, uh, but that's the hardest thing, to have them focus on why they're doing something and not just the how. And then um, for students that are considering uh, getting their Master of Science in this, is part of the uh, lore the fact that, look, this is going to help your career? But Absolutely, yeah. That That's part of it. But another part I would think is that this is kind of helping you with the mindset shift that you are going to be kind of immersed in this world that's ever-changing. It's not going to be the same as it was. So this is, if you really are hungry for always learning, this is a great path to be in because this is, there's never a dull moment here, right? There's never <laughs> a dull moment. Yeah. And in, in the 12 months that they're with us, uh, there's something going on all the time and it's intense. Uh, so, and we, we have people who come into our program to change, um, from Maybe, what they're doing. So they'll change the trajectory of their career. They'll Correct. say, hey, let me go this way. And Correct. And we have people with no IT background, uh, but we also have people who've been in the IT industry for a few years, but they've been doing one thing, uh, maybe coding or testing or something like that, and they want to shift mm -hmm. uh, to another aspect of IT, right? That's more... Uh, business process focused or more analytics focused that's addressing problems. So we have people who come in from the IT industry, but they want to shift. Now, if you were um, want to talk to the business people to kind of leverage the opportunity they would have of partnering with you to get some of their problems solved, what would your pitch be to a, a company out there that's maybe struggling and then doesn't even know about this resource? Yeah. Uh, as I said, we have a very strong program. It's highly ranked, great professors, and so we attract a lot of very, very talented people into the program. Uh, so and that's a benefit by itself, but if they itself. wanted to have one of their challenges kind of worked on by your students, mm -hmm. there's opportunity there. You'd be willing to talk to businesses that have kind of… Absolutely. We'd love to have that conversation. And th there are different things we can do to partner. One, I already mentioned class projects, right? right? Uh, those are very powerful experiences for us, our students, as well as for the company. Right, it seems like a very easy win-win yeah, for everybody. Exactly. Uh, we would love to have uh, people from the industry come and speak at our classes. Speaking, right. Yeah, and provide a different perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to have them hire our students as interns. Right. Right, and of course, full-time full -time employment. So there are many different opportunities to engage with the program, with the students, and as well as the faculty. You know, um, There are opportunities to work with the faculty on research uh, to address particular problems. They're so it sounds with. like it's a good business move for a lot of these enterprise-level companies just to have conversations with the leadership in your department in order to just see where the best fit is because there, it seems like there's a lot of win-wins in this. There are, and I'm talking about the MSIS program, right. the College of Business, the Robinson College has numerous master's programs. Uh, I, I don't recall exactly, but it's a dozen or more. And uh, it's no other university in the, in the U.S. has that many master's programs, uh, if, I'm, if I'm accurate on that. So it's not just our program. We have a very strong analytics program, for instance, and, and others. And 
opportunities to engage are tremendous. Right. And so if somebody wanted to learn more, uh, what's the best way? There's a website? Uh, there are numerous websites. If you go to the Robinson College website, robinson.gsu.edu, mm-hmm. and from within, within that, you can search for or find a list of all the programs. And ours, of course, is the MSIS program. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Of course, me. anytime. Now, if there is, um, so that's the best way. That's the first step, right, is to just go to the website and they can find it. Whether you're a student or a business that wants a partner, that's probably the place that you can go and get all this information. Correct, yeah. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you back in a few at GSU ENI Radio. 